There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. My kitchen says my bread is molded. Got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting deeper with a broken mirror and a blown-out speaker. I ain't got much else to lose. I'm faded, flat-busted, been jaded, I've been dusted. I know that I've seen better days. That's Citizen King from 1998 with a hit song. And uh, not very much of a hit song coming out of Heinz Field today with the... uh, the Ben Roethlisberger 11, it just uh, was dismal. Hello, friends, once again. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Along with me tonight is, as always, Anthony DeFeo, and we are from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we bring to you the Steeler Final Score. Now, I know you know the Steeler Final Score, so I'm going to say it again just to get us all depressed one more time. 30-9, to nine, huge loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Um, Somebody forgot to tell Ben Roethlisberger that uh, it was a home game tonight because Road Ben showed up, and it was not a good display whatsoever. The show, once again, as always, is brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker for his PA office. Call 412-212-3878, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. Also, you should check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Well, we are going to have real talk tonight. And as always, this is your show, and I'm seeing the phones light up already. You know how to dial in. It's simple, 347-850-8581. We will get to you and uh, get your reactions, your knee-jerk reactions of what happened today, and we will uh, 
hold hands, kumbaya it, and uh, do it all together as we get through this week five disaster. As always, with me is Tony DeFeo. Tony, how are you holding up? Is your shower rod okay? Are you are you still thinking about hanging from it, or are you calming down, my friend? Uh, fortunately, I don't, I don't have a shower rod, so uh, otherwise, who Ooh, knows? You maybe, got one of those yeah. fancy doors, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, and it's a glass door, so uh, you know I might throw myself through it. But it was uh, it was uh, just a. I I can't remember the last time I've seen them play that bad at Heinz Field. I mean, it was just 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 awful, and and, and the offense. I mean, where, where, where do you go from here? Like, what, 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 what can you say about it? I mean, we've been talking about this all season, and we keep waiting for it. Like I said last week, I feel like the dam's going to break, right? And well, it's still not. Uh, that didn't happen again today. And today was just about the worst performance you could you could have ever asked for uh, from that from that offense. And, and, and you can blame a lot of people, and you're going to be right because uh, the quarterback, the game plan. The execution, everything was just, just, just awful. And and, and I, I don't know how you can call this a this team a Super Bowl contender now because you know you, you combine this game with two weeks ago and and you lose the two teams that you probably should have beaten. I could see one of those games ending in a loss, but with two of them, you know, I mean, they have a lot of work to do to to win my faith back. I know that as far as being a Super Bowl team. So you know, they do have a lot of work. to they do have a lot of work to do, Tony. But here's the thing. It's week five, 11 games to go. Last year, around week five, um, week six, when the uh, Miami game came around, it was just absolutely dismal. Um, a few games after that, um, they're at a losing record with uh, um, less than half the season ago and uh, had a great turnaround. So there's one thing you could say about Mike Tomlin's team. They are resilient. Um, hopefully they could pull it out. But I'm – Gonna point my big stubby sausage finger straight at Ben Roethlisberger right now. Five, that was an all-time low. Five interceptions. He just looked terrible after the game. He said, "Maybe I don't have it anymore." Um, I don't know if that's Ben being drama Ben, which we've seen from him, but we've also seen MVP and resilient Ben too. So I'm hoping he snaps out of this funk. I think he can, but it's gotta happen, and it's gotta happen in a dramatic way with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next week. They're still 3-2. and two. They're still atop the division, um, although it's a tie right now um, with the Baltimore Ravens, and you have a, a fast-charging Cincinnati Bengal team coming on. Finally, uh, found they woke up and found their footing, so who knows what's going to happen. But here's the deal. We have a lot of season left. Got to fix what's going on, and it's all going to have to start with Ben Roethlisberger, but he's not the only one. This was a dismal performance um, all the way around. I just thought it was uninspired. Um, I thought it was lethargic, and maybe they were looking ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen them do that in the past. Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamano Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> that's right. You the champ. 
the drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. But uh, without further ado, this is your show. So we are going to hear from you. Uh, I'm telling you what, I was uh, talking to Tony before the show, and I'm like, you know, it could either go two ways tonight. Um, we could have people uh, just stay away, and it'd be a fast show, or we could have people really wanting to unload and really wanting to analyze that, and that is exactly what's going on. So we are going to go straight to the phones, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think we are going straight to New Jersey, and let's see if I'm correct. Am I? Gentlemen, good evening. How are you, gentlemen? Yeah, I thought good that evening. was you, Vito. I'm, you know, not doing too bad, a little despondent over the game, but uh, trying to keep my head about me. Uh, you need to put me on the right path. So uh, you always talk me out of these moments, so help me out. Well, let's, let's look at the negative first. The negative is the first three drives that they were in the red zone, they came away with few goals, so that might have been the first negative because – we're still having challenges scoring touchdowns, and with all the talent we have on offense, I don't know why that's happening. One of them could be that offensive line is just not getting the job done like it did last year consistently, number one. I think he had some pressure on him today throughout the day. You could kind of see that because he was scrambling at times, trying to find guys open. What I do think was the turning point in the game was when they came out of halftime, they were moving the ball so well with the no huddle, and then all of a sudden they were – they had to settle for a few goal. So that definitely might have been something that, you know, made them emotional and could have definitely, you know, caused them to react the way they did. But at the end of the day, we were winning 9-7. Why weren't we running the ball more? Why was he throwing the ball so much? So I think you got to blame Todd Haley with the play calling too. We're not mixing enough runs with, with passes. And I think there was one play where we were inside the two-yard line and he threw the ball into the end zone instead of giving it to Bell and seeing if he could get the two yards to get the touchdown. So some plays have you scratching your head. The other thing I'm thinking with Ben is maybe he's pressing at times like he has been the last four games on some of the games. But you know what i got to say? If this is going to be the worst game he has this year, great. Let him get it out of his system. Hopefully this is one of the worst games he has this year and he bounces back from it. And the offensive line, you know, definitely uh, celebrates this guy and says, look, we don't have much more time we got left in him, but let's try to, you know, end this season on a good note. Let's fight every week and let's see where we end up here. Like you said, we're still three and two. You know, I, I think there's a positive light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want to think that his best days are behind him because he hasn't looked sharp throughout the year, but he did have some zip on the ball today. What do you? What are your thoughts, guys? Well, you know what, I've been going back and forth, and, uh, you know, I uh, had an article published on BTSC tonight, uh, knee-jerk reactions like I do after every game, and my first question was, is Ben done? I mean, has he completely lost it? And um, it almost feels like he has, but, you know, then I, I stopped and I thought, and I, I know there's still fight in this guy. I had a friend uh, text me today and said, uh, is he just worried? Is he playing too cautious, worrying about CTE? Is he worrying about something like that? That doesn't seem like Ben to me. It just seems like something's off. But I know this guy. And I know that if he can go into Kansas City, and I've seen him do this before, play against a bad team, lose against uh, and this is not a bad team, but play against a team that they are heavily favored against, 
um, lose against that team and then come in as an underdog on the road and actually beat a good team. So I think there's fight left in them. Um, I am going to give it a couple more weeks um, before I throw down my terrible towel and say this guy's lost it. But he has me worried. And I haven't seen him go through a funk like this in a while. So, uh, Tony, help me out here. What do you think? Well, as far as uh, Roethlisberger, um, I heard that the sound bite, you know, where he said, that maybe I don't have it anymore. That was more like a, from what I, I could gather just by, by listening, it was more like a uh, defiant response to the reporter, you know, maybe I don't have it anymore, that kind of thing. I, I think he still thinks he has it. I just, he, obviously, he knows that he's not playing well. As far as, um, uh, what, what he can do to, 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 to get out of this funk, I don't know, because this has been going on. As far as his carelessness with the uh, football, like I said two weeks ago after the Bears game, since he came back from his MCL sprain, I bet you he's thrown close to almost a pick a game since then, I mean, probably 32 games or, or so. So I don't know what the deal is with, with, with that. You know, I don't know if he is really targeting Brown too much. Um, and, and, and like you saw the one, the second pick six today, uh, the first one, it's hard to blame him because it was tipped. But the second one, he threw it in the triple coverage. You know, so somebody else has to be open. So I don't know if, that's, if it's, he's just focusing on Brown way too much or or what. But uh, as far as the game plan today, I, I, I echo what the caller said. Um, I think Bell had nine uh, carries in the first half. And, you know, you have first to go at the five to start the second half and, and – and, and this is why I was second guessing. I was saying this at the time when I was third and in, in, in goal at the two. I, I said before even to play, before the play, how do you get the third and goal without even handing the ball to Bell once in that sequence? So it, it was definitely uh, maybe the, the way to get this back on track is to let the offense flow through number twenty six, which has been working for them the last few years. So that's that's my um, my comment on that. You know what? I will agree with you on that. Uh, you know, Bell had it today, and they. Uh, so I will put it on Todd Haley, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, hearing Bryce from Brooklyn's response when he calls in because you know uh, he always has uh, he, he always talks about Todd, and I I, I really think Todd uh, didn't call the right game because Bell was on. He looked good. He looked his patient self early, and then they went away from that. I mean, it is time. You're absolutely right in my mind, Tony. I mean, it is time to go ahead and start riding juice. Let Le'Veon Bell go because he has it. And you have an offense that could move the ball on the ground, and they show that they're doing it now. And you have one of your top lieutenants on that offensive line gone in Marcus Gilbert. And Chris Hubbard was just not doing the job as well. But when you could run the ball with a guy like Le'Veon Bell, I just don't understand why you wouldn't do it against a defense that just really doesn't shut down the run as well as they shut down the pass. They're a fantastic pass defense, and they're a fantastic pass-rushing defense. So I would have liked to have seen them do that more. Vito, your response? I agree with you. Uh, I think what last week they handed the ball to him what almost forty times. Yeah. And today, where did he get the ball today? Fifteen. Well, why did he get a twenty-five at least? Well, he had fifteen yeah. carries and, and, and ten receptions, but still, as right. far as the carries, it wasn't nearly enough. No, give it to him ten more times. Let's see what happens. The other thing too is, you know, whatever happened to Ben saying last week when they interviewed him, let's take what the defense gives us. Well, if the defense is going to give you the short passes of three, four, five yards, take it. 
another thing I noticed is as good as our offense is, Martavis Bryant, you know, he's he's not as sharp as he can be. We know that. We see that when he's on the field. So, like one that one play where Ben went deep to him, you know, hit him in the fingertips. That ball looked like it was just a little bit overthrown. I don't know if Martavis just slowed down again or anything like that, but if you look at the first possession of the game where Ben throws the ball deep to Brown and Brown makes that big catch, right there we have so much momentum and then we only, you know, end up getting a field goal. But the next two drives, granted the drive before the half, we didn't have enough time and that throw to, to, to Brown in the end zone wasn't even close. Probably, you know, would have been better off doing something else. But anyway, so I think just it's the luck of the draw. It's just the way the game went. But I think Ben having a bad game. If you guys look back at the game in the tape, you'll see that a lot of times he was pressured. Sometimes he did force the ball. But I think he can have a lot of time in the pocket like he's had in, in the past. And you guys will probably be seeing that, that, you know, the offensive line, not everybody's doing their job up front 100%. And not having time could be a reason why we need to lean on the running game a little bit more or take what the defense gives you, maybe complete the short passes and just take those dink and dunks till we get some, you know, better passes down the field. That's that's my thought. I mean, look, is it fixable? Anything is fixable. Can someone who's a gambler who loses a lot of money fix his problem? He can. Eventually, if he loses all the money, that's it. The problem's over. You lost. That's it. You move on, right? So we, we just hope that, you know, with the next, you know, 11 games left, we could at least go, you know, maybe eight and three. And okay. you know what? This team has shown in the past, in the recent, in yep. their recent history, that they are a second-half team. So, uh, Vito, I appreciate it. Those are great suggestions. <laughs> Thank you, I uh, hope Todd Haley – I have a 412 number on here, so I'm hoping that that's Todd Haley listening, and uh, maybe <laughs> he has some time to respond. But I'm going to keep you on hold. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you Good next night. week, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. Have a good night. Enjoy your week. All right. We, our Hall of Fame caller, Vito, from New Jersey. Great to hear from him. Uh, Tony, we are not going to give game balls today. Just not going to do it just uh, for the way the team played. I do want to go ahead. I will hand out the grades in a little bit. Um, in fact, I'll start off with the uh, offense. I'm just going to be plain and simple. It's got to be an F for me. And the reason it's going to be an F for me, they did not finish drives in the red zone. It was the dead zone for them or the blue zone or I don't know what it was. It was just horrendous, and they need to fix it. So it's going to be an F. Um, I will give honorable mention and a varsity letter to Antonio Brown. I will also give it to Le'Veon Bell. I thought, I thought those guys had pretty good days. On the other side, I mean, we've talked about it so much. We have to give JV status to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to give it to Chris Hubbard, too. I'm going to give it to Todd Haley. It was just an awful, awful game all around on offense. They had opportunities. They had plenty of opportunities, even late in that game, to come back and win that game or at least tie it and go into overtime. They were there, and they just could not finish. Um, I'm also going to I'm, I'm going to give a JV status to the guy who coined the phrase, Mike Tomlin. And whoever is talking to him right now and saying, that, throw that red flag, I don't know. Why he's wasting challenges and wasting timeouts on very clear plays. I mean, the one the one pass that was uh, dropped by uh, that hit the ground with Antonio Brown was horrendous. The other play right. towards the end yeah. of the game, uh, they, they lost timeouts on that. They that was terrible. 
And uh, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and mark him up on the JV side, too. Um, Tony, what do you think about the offense real quick? <laughs> uh, you said it all. I mean, it was just it was it was it was bad. I mean, it was just all phases of the game. I think we, uh, Chris Hubbard, like you said, he looked bad, and 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 I don't, I'm not that confident in Villanueva this year. I, I, he's been shaky on, on the left side too, and 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 like you said, you, you're playing against the, the, a, a really great uh, pass defense in secondary. I mean, I mean Jalen Ramsey's going to be a superstar, and, and AJ uh, Bowie. I mean, he, I mean, you heard those, those names mentioned all day long so what are you doing trying to trying to challenge them i mean you, you attack the weakness and and yeah so uh overall definitely uh, an f <laughs> if there was a lower grade i would give it that i'm glad you're backing me up on that let's go back to the phones and we have four or five on hold so we're going to try to get through all of these so uh we're going to go now to a 646 number who's been on hold the longest uh area code 646 you're on the Steeler final score. How are you this evening? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Bryce from Brooklyn. <laughs> Bryce, hey, Bryce. I, I just can't wait to hear you say, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, you guys know the drill. That, that game was a disgrace. Um, it was a disgrace on a lot of levels. And I'm actually not going to start with Todd. I'm going to start with Keith and an over – to Mike and then Todd and the overall theme, you know, you can talk about flashy signings and the tailback and the names and the money and all that. But when it comes down to it, five games in, this team doesn't do basic fundamental football well. And that's a bad reflection on the three-headed monster of Keith, um, Todd, and Mike Tomlin. Um, Keith Butler's defense, you've got the rookie pass rushers, you've got Joe Hayden. This team can't fundamentally stop the run. Um, they do it in spurts, but when it matters the most, they can't get off the field. They can't get penetration. They're not playing behind the line of scrimmage enough against people that are committed to running the football. There's two games. Um, they haven't been able to do it. The Browns broke off a couple runs. Um, those games against Jacksonville and Chicago. Um, the staple of the Pittsburgh defense, when they started to come around even defensively, they had down years in 2014, at least what were they able to do. 1450. Stop the run. You have to be able to do that if you're going to be a, if you're going to be an elite defense. And right now, the fundamental things that you need your defense to do, they don't do well enough. And that is a direct reflection on Keith Butler. Fundamentals is also a problem with the offense. They can do the flash, but when I need my number two and number three, number four receivers to know the sticks, route combinations, to be able to get in the right plays against the right coverages. This team has been fraudulent. And that comes on the quarterback. That comes on Todd Haley. And that ultimately comes on Mike Tomlin. I don't care what – like, A.B. is A.B. He will always be able to do what he can do. I want to know, if you had to really think about it, outside of A.B., who was the best route runner on this team? We have no idea. That is, for, for the talent they have receiver, that is embarrassing. That they can't get guys open enough in the passing game to have more consistency than just chucking it deep. That is a direct reflection on Todd Haley and whatever work that Ben Roethlisberger was doing with the number two down guys during the summer, it is not paying off right now because they don't have an identity outside of throw it to A.B., and give it to Le'Veon. We all know Le'Veon should be getting the football. The problem with that is that Todd Hay doesn't call in the play-action 
plays. So therefore, it's either a run or a drop back in the throat of throw to Brown. They have become the one thing that you would never think they'd be able to become with this talent. Predictable. They don't do Amen. anything to change the tempo. They don't do anything to change the tempo. Two, three, four receivers, number two, number three, number four. What are their route combinations? They're all doing the same thing. They have taken, they have actually minimized an offense that should be humming on all cylinders. These are things right here. And you never heard me say this. These are things, though, that I have taught Haley coaching for his job at the end of the season, because he's actually taking a machine talent that should be moving forward, and he's regressing it because he can't figure out how to get the thing going. This may ultimately, mark my words, this could cost him his job. That would be a terrible look to go from what he's done moving forward 2015 where they were scoring a lot of points, getting it together in 2016 to regressing to the point where he could actually lose his job. They need to get you know, not even that, not even just that. The fact that he was uh, mentioned in some head coaching circles uh, once again um, to start the 2017 season, that uh, maybe being on some short list and people talking about him again. So, um, yeah, I agree with you completely. I can't, uh, I, I can't think of uh, any really bright spots. Um, I can think of one. I, well, you asked about the route runner. I think probably Juju, and that's just about it. Oh, besides, that's an embarrassment. <laughs> you know what? A rookie comes in as your problem. best route runner. That's the problem. It's not Martavis. Right. right. I mean, Martavis isn't running routes. It's definitely Hunter and, and Justin Hunter and Ben don't have any uh, – uh, don't really have any cohesion whatsoever, and then you throw in the fact that probably your 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 second best route runner on the team is not even getting a hat, and it's Eli Rogers. Oh, jeez. yeah. Oh, what uh, embarrassment! So, uh, and I actually have a, a prediction that you might even see Eli Rogers as, as a New York Giant by the end of the week <laughs> with what they went through today. Um, and, in no, fact, it looked like the Giants had better route runners when they lost four receivers and they were putting tight ends in today, if it, anybody saw that game. You're right. They are not running great routes. They have Antonio cannot uh, – he, he cannot carry this team on his back. And – Ben is forcing it, and it's it's horrendous. But where do they go from here? Um, I mean, look, because look, same way, the same thing to make you laugh or make you cry. <laughs> meaning, meaning they're crying now because they haven't done a good job of getting fundamentals, coming back to base, establishing identity, et cetera, et cetera. But the team is talented enough to do that, so they have to play better. And let me tell you something: Ben Roethlisberger has to be a better leader. Like, Ben, I don't want to hear you talking about the anthem and, and, and any of that foolishness. Um, uh, just my personal opinion, you weren't, you, he wasn't a leader on that. That was egregious that he would come out when the team had agreed to do something and then say he regretted it and all that. Just too much talking, too much drama. Um, you come out with Antonio, he went off, and you go into this whole big thing on your press conference. Too much of that. The problem is you're not playing well, and you need to take charge and command of this offense. You need to take the onus to get in the film room with those number two guys, get on the field, stay out there three, four hours later if you need to, to get it right. Every route, every play, every coverage, you need to step up and be the leader that you say you are. Not by making drama statements in the media or do all that, 
because you're playing some of the worst football you've played. Get yourself out of your slump. Be the Hall of Fame player on the field we need you to do, and lead the guys. That's what you okay, need to do. Dan Rumsberger needs to play better. Because, see, I had no problem. Like I said, I had no problem with Antonio going off because he should go off. He didn't go off today, but he needs to be going off because his Hall of Fame quarterback yes. is killing the offense. And Ben needs to take that personally, and he needs to get the number two, three, four receivers and the tight ends going somehow. If he needs to sit with Todd in the lab, get, get there at five in the morning. They need to figure it out. That type of leadership I want to see. Okay, I'm going to ask Tony this. Tony, can he play yes. better? I think he can. I mean, his, I think the arm strength is there. If you look at the very first touchdown he threw this year against the Browns, the Jesse James, you know, he started, you know, right a 10 yard touchdown. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He threw, threw three guys. So he obviously has the arm strength. And we saw the, the pass in Chicago to, to Bryant. He's just not seeing the field. It's like I said after right. the, the Vikings game, we, we, were, we were sitting in Section 228 saying, why are you, why are you throwing a Brown? Uh, he's double and triple teamed. And, you know, Juju was wide open. Eli Rogers was open. And Jesse James. So he's just not seeing the field. It's pretty obvious. When, when, when somebody is triple, double and triple teamed, there's no way that, that other people aren't getting open. So, and, and another thing, this, this offense is way too horizontal. I mean, you got what? Martavis Bryant, 6'4", 220, and you're throwing them bubble screens all the time. You know, it, it, they're not attacking the, the – the, and, I, I and I don't mean attack like 40, 50 yards south. I mean attacking right. in the middle. They're not, they're not doing right. that nearly enough. So, yeah, he can play better. But, I mean, this, we're going on two years now of wondering what is wrong with him and, and his carelessness with the football. So, I mean, yeah, he can play better, but will he play better? That, that's the question. Well, that's, that's a great the, point. That's what we're going to see. And if we've seen anything, uh, Bryce, Tony, I'll tell you this. If we've seen anything in the past, I said at the beginning, this is the kind of guy that if he is in, if Ben is all in, like we're hoping he is, like he's saying he is, then he comes out even against a good defense in Kansas City next week and shines. And he's got to get it back together. But I'm going to say one thing about today, five interceptions, it could have been seven or eight because Antonio Brown bailed him out with, with right. jumping in the air for a couple of catches. I mean, just completely bailed him out. But, Bryce, I want to thank you. As always, we look forward to your call, and we will talk to you once again next week. Uh, you know what? If it, uh, if it doesn't work out with Todd Haley, I think I might suggest you for offensive coordinator, my friend. <laughs> hey guys, no, no, no! I don't know if I can do all that. Listen, real quick. If he doesn't trust the number two, three guys, he better learn to trust them. Five in the morning, build your trust because if this offense continues to go, this team will not be going to the Super Bowl at all. Well, I appreciate it, Bryce. As always, take care, my friend. All right, take care, guys. Great show. All right, take buddy. Care. <laughs> Another one of our favorites here, Bryce from Brooklyn, just uh, a champion caller. We are going to keep the calls going. There's a lot of frustration, but um, we're trying to find a silver lining in here. And if you have a silver lining, uh, if you have just a solution, what might be the solution, let us know. Uh, we have a uh, area code I don't recognize, 412. Um, you're on the final score with Tony and Brian. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey who's this? Hey, my name's Steve. Sadly, I'm not uh, Todd Haley listening into these uh, suggestions. But uh, so, so one thing. Hey, not bad, not bad. I also want to just point out before I uh, get to what I want to ask you is that I totally agree with you 
on the panic situation. So, you know, I felt like this last year, right around this time, I've seen enough slow starts that I know not to throw a panic switch before the Steelers can hopefully get rolling. Um, but one thing that I want to point out is uh, some defense here. So first I want to point out the Jacksonville defense, right? Statistically excellent against the pass. They come in with this reputation against the pass. I have to say some of their coverage looked excellent. They had some very nice deflections uh, on top of the fact that Ben was playing poorly. Uh, so I want to know what you guys think about, is this an issue with like, what's your main concern here? Is it Ben just needs to play better? Ben just needs to direct this offense more efficiently? Or do you think there is a bigger fundamental problem with the game plan where we just keep going against the strength of their defense over and over and over again with our quarterback throwing interception after interception without seeming to adapt to what's happening? And then, of course, the more pick sixes you get, the deeper hole you have, the more you think you have to force the throws. So I'm just wondering what you guys think about uh, the Jacksonville defense and after viewing how we did against them, whether or not you think the quarterback is, the, is a bigger issue here or if it's more the play calling and not getting our, as the last caller said, predictable receivers open, um, or if it's just kind of a mess and it all needs improvement across the board. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to ask was about the Steelers' defense. Um, I know we gave up a ridiculous amount of rushing yards, but I, I, you know, when, when you throw five interceptions and two of them are pick sixes and you're on the field for like 20 straight minutes, even good defenses can sometimes bend a little bit against uh, the run especially. Um, otherwise, I didn't really think our defense was that bad. Am I just reaching for a silver lining here? Um, or do you think that our defense did okay? I know our offense was an F, but I want to know what you guys think about that as well. Well, let me go ahead, and uh, that, that's a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, very poignant thoughts there. So um, a little bit of everything uh, is my best answer for you. First, the Jacksonville defense. You have got pro bowler after pro bowler after pro bowler on that team. Jalen Ramsey, he will be in the Pro Bowl. 32.6 uh, passing yards allowed per game from his side. That's how good that guy is. Um, on the other side, you had one of the best Pro Bowl corners last year in the game that uh, really made his money from last season in A.J. Boyer. Um, that guy is that good. You throw in Calais Campbell, one of the best, and they said it on the broadcast, on CBS's broadcast, probably one of the best free agent acquisitions in Jacksonville history. That guy is absolutely phenomenal, and he looked at and you have Miles Jacks on that defense. You have... Um, Gosh, I'm uh, Telvin. I believe his name's Telvin Smith um, in the middle. Who uh, everybody, everybody was playing. They were playing like a cohesive unit. They were that darn good. Now, I think there's a little bit of defiance on. I don't know whether it's coming from Mike Tomlin. I don't know whether it's coming from Todd Haley. But it seems like there's a little bit of defiance. And I said this last year, and. I'll say it again now. And what I mean by defiance is the fact that, like, okay, you say your defense is that good? Well, we'll show you and we'll beat it. We have, the, we have the horses to beat it. And they just aren't, and they're forcing it. And they're going away from their strengths because I think, I know uh, Bryce mentioned the word predictable, but I think that they're trying not to be predictable and they're making themselves predictable. I think it's almost outcoaching themselves, outsmarting themselves. Um, instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're trying to trick the others. I'm not talking about trick plays, but trying to trick them with doing things that you don't think they'd be 
absolutely doing and completely getting the wrong result. So that's my answer to that. Uh, Tony, if you want to go ahead and take the second question. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Uh, what, was, sorry, what was the second question again? I was, I was, that was a lot of information to take in. Uh, yeah, do you find the Steelers' defense? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so would you, oh, yeah. I, I personally found the Steelers' defense to be not quite as disappointing as a lot of the reactions I'm getting uh, from just reading stuff online. I'm wondering, am I just reaching for a silver lining here, or what do you think? Oh, no, and Tony, I mean, first, I uh, go ahead and give your grade, too, because that uh, leads in perfectly to that. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, it, that's, it was, it was, I, I was going to give it a, a C because through three quarters, the, the defense did everything it could to win that game. I mean, look at the end of the first half with the, with the play that Shazier made. I mean, it was a total freak fluke play, but, I mean, it was a, a great a heads-up play at the same time. And, you know, if they, if they go down and score a field goal or even a touchdown, you know, it's a, it's a – 10-3 or 14-3 game, and, and he, he gets him right back in it. And, 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 you know, after they make it 9-7, what do they do? They go out and they just shut him down. T.J. Watt gets the sack, and you have the ball right back again. So the defense did enough to win the game for three quarters. Now, the only problem I have with, with today's defense, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Leonard Fournette's 90-yard run. I mean, that game, the game was over. Nobody, you know, I mean, it, 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 was, it was a, a foregone conclusion. Where, where I have a problem, when it was 20-9, to 9, you have them backed up at the four-yard line early in the fourth quarter. If you, if you make them punt, you, know, you have Antonio fielding a punt at the 50-yard line, maybe you get back in the game. What do they do? They, let them, they, they give up a, a six- or seven-minute drive, kick a field goal, and basically right then, then and there the game's over. And he didn't pass once on that drive. I think he, he – uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Blake Bortles didn't pass. It was, they were all running plays. So that's the only problem I had with today's defense – but still, at the same time, it's a silver lining. Defense played well. But here we are uh, uh, two times in three weeks where you're worried about the run defense, where it, it gave up over 200 yards. So it's a silver lining, but it's, it's still a concern, the defense. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Uh, this That last drive, I mean, yeah, like 20 straight run plays in a row and you get a seven-minute drive out of it. I mean, that's even for a tired defense, that's a, that's kind of demoralizing right there. But, um, yeah, otherwise, I totally agree with you. I thought they played fine throughout most of the game. Like you said, shutting them down right after the half um, was, was pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I basically I just kind of echo your sentiments. I'm hoping here that uh, Ben can turn things around. I'm hoping that he means what he says and, looks a little shaky right now with whether he's fully committed, but, you know, here's hoping for the best. We can turn this around and I'll make a run like we did last year. Well, Steve, I appreciate that, and I echo those sentiments exactly. Hope to hear from you soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys.
Take care, man. All right, thank you. Steve from Pittsburgh, great call. That's the uh, first time we've ever heard from Steve, and glad to hear from him. Um, we have more callers waiting to talk to us, but before we do that, we need to hear a message from frankwalkerlaw.com. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results, and I hope some of the Steelers have him on speed dial because they did something stupid today. They did not play as well as they could possibly play, and they need a rebound from that. But I fully believe in my heart that this is a team that does not quit, that they will get it together, and there's still more fight in this team. Now, uh, Steve said something at the end of his call, Tony. He said that um, if, if Ben wants to turn this around or um, somewhere along those lines if um, if his head is in it or his heart is in it. Do you think Ben's head is in it? I think his head is in it, but I think from what I'm hearing from just like a lot of the, in, you know, people that are closer to the team, you know, you listen to the talk shows and you read the paper, is just he's not necessarily, you know, on the best of terms with people like Antonio Brown and and, 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 you know, if you have that kind of uh, relationship, maybe it, it, it's harder to um, to go out there and, and, and fight and compete for your teammates week in and week out. If you feel like – and plus, you know, he, he has a lot of younger guys. That, you know, the receivers are – you know, Juju is the youngest guy in the NFL. And, you know, he's 35 now. So maybe there's a disconnect there. So I'm not, I don't think that the problem with his head being in it, I just think it's a problem with – Developing, like I guess, talked about last week, the, the chemistry with, the, with with these younger receivers on this team, and at the same time trying to please, you know, his his star receiver. That's what I think is is, is going on, uh, in my personal opinion. Because well, you know what, I I uh, had an opportunity of a great pleasure to go on. Uh, um, AM 1100 in Atlanta this week with former Steeler Wayne Gandy uh, representing behind the still curtain. And uh, one of the things Wayne asked me was, how are Ben and AB? How are they together? Are they okay? And I, uh, I went back to uh, the interview that Ben had this week when he said that, he said, like, look, you know, I think he's the best receiver in the, the league. Um, we have a good rapport. We have a good relationship. And we want to be Montana Rice. We want to be um, Bradshaw Stallworth, Bradshaw Swan, or uh, Aikman Irvin. We want to be that, and we think we can, and we know we can. So I, I'm wondering. I really don't think there's a disconnect. I just think the fact that uh, I, I think uh, that stuff's overblown. Um, I thought uh, Ben's comments were Ben just uh, um, feeling that uh, he had the right to criticize as the captain. Um, but uh, maybe uh, maybe more conversations need to be had in the locker room. Um, you've got to hope that uh, – I mean, you've got to be hope they're even talking by their car on the way out. Just say, hey, yeah. A.B., hey, Ben, come here a second. You've got to be hope they're doing something like that. Um, 
Because it does make me wonder sometimes when it took so long for Martavis and Ben to talk in preseason, but they finally did talk. Um, the team's not that big, and the locker room's not that huge that uh, they're missing each other. So you would think that they're doing that, but this team has always, and I, I know I, I'm over saying it, but uh, this team has always found a way to keep fighting. Um, I just hope uh, Ben is able to uh, to uh, conjure up the fight in his body. Um, it sounds like his head's in it. I think you think his head's in it. So um, he has the players. So it just needs to all come together. And I know it's only five weeks in the season, but really needs to start happening now. So let's go back to the phones. We have 347 on the line, and I think I know who this is. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're going back to New Jersey. Is that true? Yes, that's true. What's going on, guys? Ken. <laughs> I knew it was you, Ken. Hey, Ken. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Um, just disappointing, you know, disappointing game watching it. I, I was really, I was emotionless watching it. It's just like, just shaking my head, just watching the game. Like, I've seen this before. I've seen this uh, show before. You know, what was what's, what's coming, what's coming abundantly clear to me, really, is, um, like, I like to take, like, uh, 30,000 feet, like, or bird's eye view look um, at, at the Steelers and at the whole thing. And, we are a team without a system, especially like the offense. I'm speaking specifically about the offense. So, like, systems are, are what breed success. Systems win championships. Um, our system is very reactive, and, you know, Mike Tomlin talks a lot about, um, you know, just dealing with adversity as it comes and, you know, just like a lot of things. Like, we're, we're like a reactive. They, I don't know. It, 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 we don't have, like, a thing that we just do, and then we, we do it and we do it and we perfect it, and you know it's going to come, and we just do it anyway, and nobody can do it better than us. Like, that's what we're missing. So what happens is um, we get out of sync, and there's nothing to go back to to really get us back in sync, not even with the running game, because even though, yes, we can say we need to run the ball more, but, you know, how are we running the ball? Are we, are we, are we running the ball bringing Rosie Nixon? You know, are we doing the counterplays, which are very um, successful, or are we just running from the draw? You know, it's like we don't really have a rhyme or reason to when or why we do things. You know, that's what it seems like. I'm pretty sure they feel differently on the inside. And, you know, I might be wrong because I'm not in there, but it just seems like everything is very random um, with, with this offense. And what happens is if there's an – if we're playing a team that can't really put up points or they make more mistakes than us, a la Cleveland, then we'll escape with the win. But if we play a team that's very fundamentally sound, and even if they're not spectacular at anything, but they're just fundamentally sound across the board, eventually they're just going to keep chugging and chugging and chugging, and they're going to beat us because we can't get out of our own way. And that's really what we've become, you know, the, 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 Disappointing thing is, I remember a couple years back, for maybe a five-year stretch, Ben was probably tops in the league of hitting multiple receivers. Like, he'd end the game, and they'd always put the stat, Ben hit 11 different receivers. You know, now it's, it's, it's an A-B offense. It's the A-B and, and Le'Veon Bell only offense. 
you know, and it's just frustrating to watch. And he's become Ben has become lazy. He's not doing the work to read the full field and to put the same energy into the other guys as he's doing with AB because oh, AB spectacular. So I can just throw it there, and this has worked before. Ben is lazy. That's the problem with the offense. Wow. That's, uh, I'm going to pull out my uh, John Travolta, Vinny Vega from Pulp Fiction. That's a bold statement. Um, you know what? They, I agree with you that when you say system, I think it's identity. I, you know, I agree with you in the fact that I would like to it be a situation you know what, you know they're going to pound Le'Veon Bell down your throat and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. You know they're going to go to Antonio Brown and there's nothing you can do to stop it. But they have become predictable, but they don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a predictability issue going to those guys all the time. Of course, you are going to have to mix it up. All good teams use all of their weapons, and they're just not using their weapons right. Um, there's not an identity. It's almost like it's on feel. It's like, like I said earlier, um, this is uh, your strength. We're going to go ahead and take our strength and beat your strength and um, fool you. And it just doesn't seem like uh, that's working. I would rather them just say, hey, this is our strength. You find a way to stop it. And you can't because we're that damn good. So, I mean, that's what uh, – am I following you correctly, Ken, when you're saying system? That is that kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, it's, it's, identity is probably a better word. Like the identity is throw to AD or Bell goes off for 150 yards, 170 total yards. Like that's the identity of the offense. You know, somewhere along the line, Ben has not become the focal point of the offense where he's the most important person because he's the common denominator in everybody being successful versus it's the AD show or it's the Le'Veon Bell show, and they take turns doing it. So, you know, it, it's, that's, that's what's going on in here. It's, it's, la- it's a very lazy, dependent offense on, the two, on those two men. Well, you know what, Ken, I'm going to ask uh, Tony this here. You know, I feel that uh, I, I could definitely see what Ken's saying. I feel that if they run the offense through Le'Veon Bell, they can still go to A.B. all the time and go to everybody else. But this is my question. Do you think that there are inside rumblings um, just after last week with the whole Gatorade uh, you know, uh, the Gatorade fight, and I don't think that's a huge deal, but I noticed the very first play, they went deep to Antonio Brown. Was that a makeup play, Tony, or is it a thing that they're just trying to appease Antonio Brown too much, not going around, or is he just relying on him too much? I think he's just – I think he's uh, trying, to, trying to appease him, and I think he's trying to go to him too much because – because of, um, of 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 the antics and 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 I think it was a makeup makeup and it worked obviously at forty nine yards it worked but 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 I think and like I said at the beginning of the show you have to you have to go back to to what's, what's worked for you in, in the recent past and, and that's running the offense through Bell however you want to do it whether it's uh, passes out of the backfield. But even 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 then, last year you saw what, how much the offense improved when they stopped uh, throwing so so much to him out of the backfield and just 
uh, use him as more of a traditional running back. And, and I think if you do that, it's going to open up everything else for Antonio Brown, for Martavis Bryant, because it's, it's, it's worked in the past. I mean, we've seen it working. Like, people complain about Bell getting the ball too much. Well, if it works, it works. So I'm not really worried about running the wheels off of him right now. I'm worried about uh, getting this offense uh, to a point to where it's, it's, it's where everybody thinks it should be, and that's one of the best in the league. And, and if, if it takes uh, using Le'Veon Bell as your workhorse, then that's what you have to do. Ken, where do you think the most success would come from? Um, I agree with Tony's formula there. Um, you start with Le'Veon Bell. You're able to open up more things for the receivers by just going through Le'Veon Bell, even with a play-action pass. Um, which doesn't seem like they are employing as much. Uh, but I think it really needs to start and end with Le'Veon and not Ben. What do you think? No, I, I definitely agree with that. And when I say, you know, just depending on Bell, um, it, it's also as a receiver too. So, you know, think, think back when they used to run the offense pretty much through Heath Miller, you know, through the middle. It's, it's an inside out. Even with Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward would be in a slot a lot. You know, so – you got to run the offense inside out. Run it through Bell, um, then you can play action, and you're going to bring the safeties up, and then Martavis Bryant has more value because the safety's coming up, and you can hit him on slants and posts and, and flies. And but you know, you, you got the horses you got are the horses you got. You can't change the personnel right now. We have powerful horses in the stable. They, we need to still be an explosive big play offense. They can't let that go. That needs to be part of the identity, but that needs to be the secondary part. The first part needs to go through Bell, and then off of that, you hit the big plays. And if we just focus on doing that and executing those things and picking the spot, we're going to be okay, but we still got to just continue to do it. But, you know, they're trying too much. They don't have an identity right now. One week, we're going to throw every bubble screen that we can. Another week, we throw no bubble screen. It's just like they don't don't have – they don't have the confidence right now. They're, they're all looking, they're all searching. They don't look confident. Uh, they're, they're, well, they're, I mean, go ahead, Tony. Well, uh, you just, you force the other team to beat, to beat you. You force the other team to stop you. And, and that's what they should have focused on today. You know, if Jacksonville stops the run, they stop the run, but they didn't really give them a chance to stop the run. And, and, and they just tried to attack their strength, like you said, Brian, with, 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 with uh, their, their strength. And it just, it just didn't make any sense. And that's uh, something they definitely have to solve. Ken, as always, I appreciate your call. We really, uh, you're one of our uh, all-stars week to week, so thank you so much. Um, let's celebrate next week with a win over Kansas City. You think it's possible? Oh, yeah, they'll go on to Kansas City and they'll, they'll put up an impressive um, – Win. I have no doubt about it. That's just, hey, that's, and then that's, that's for and, and two would be pretty nice, and then, and uh, then four and two we could be moving forward on a better note. So I will talk to you next week, Ken. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you, Ken. All right, you too. I tell you what, Tony, we have I, – I listen to a lot of Pittsburgh sports radio. I listen to other podcasts. We have the most knowledgeable callers in this one hour um, behind the still curtain on uh, – in the entire, um, in the entire landscape of all of our shows, um, oh, they're the great. Colors they are, are great. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Ken's definitely one of them, and I'm 
We're going to go back to the phones right now. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is another legendary caller on the line. You're on the Steeler final score. What's up? What's going on, guys? It's Melvin. How are you doing tonight, man? That's who I was anticipating. (laughs) When I said another legendary caller, you need to follow up last week because that was just tremendous, my friend. How are you? Man, I uh, I'm not all bad, man. Um, I was just listening to a lot of what people were saying, and a lot of people were touching on some of the things that I wanted to touch on. But one of the things that I did want to look at is I can re- uh, I remember in the game it was first and goal from the five. We ran three pass plays. Le'Veon didn't even touch the touch the football. And if you remember last week. Even though I was, you know, saying, hey, take the win, we got the win. But I did say Ben has to play like the Hall of Fame quarterback that we all know and think that he is. Yes, and he he's not. He, he, he's, he, right now he's, he's just not doing it. Um, I would love to see an all-22 uh, copy of the game because Ben had time today. So I really want to know – are these receivers not getting open? Uh, we touched on Eli Rodgers getting a hat. He deserves a hat. You know, I'm a Tennessee fan, but Justin Hunter doesn't know the offense yet. Um, it. I was really upset when we were pinned down inside. We were down deep in our own territory. First and ten, we throw a bomb to Martavis. Second and ten, we run a draw. Wait a minute. What, what are you doing? We, I can think of a time when Martavis Bryant did catch a ball. It was third and seven. We're running crossing routes in zone at four yards. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I mean, it's it's an enigma to me uh, with the offense. I don't, you know, I know people want to put blame on Tomlin. I I don't know how much say Tomlin really has in what the offense goes. I don't. I know Ben has audible rights. I don't know if Todd's calling a certain play. Ben gets up there and he wants to call another one. Uh, we faced the, a defense today that was dead last in rushing defense, and we passed exactly. the ball fifty-five times. Fifty-five times, and if I remember correctly, I think in the second half, I think that Bortles threw the ball once, twice, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think he threw 14 times the entire day. So I'm like, I don't get it. And what what I'm really scared of is this. Our defense has not been tested at all. They have not been tested with a a good offense yet. The Ravens, no. Browns, hell no. Bears, really. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars. They, we haven't been tested with an offense yet, with a, by an offense yet. So I'm wondering if I could be a fly on the wall in the locker room. I'm starting to wonder if guys on the defensive side starting to look over there at that offense. Because true enough, we've been getting gashed on plays. And, yes, these guys are supposed to be professionals. They're supposed to give 100%. But, however, when you see your leader – quote, unquote, play as badly as as they do. They go out there, okay, all right, we stopped them. Ben's going to do it. Okay, pick six. Okay, we go back out there. Oh, another pick. Um, after a while, it happens to it, – it seems like it's going to wear on you mentally. 
I've never played professional football, but I did play in high school and college, and I know what it's like when you're busting your butt and the other side of the ball is not handling their side of the deal, especially when they're supposed to be as touted as they are. I was on Twitter today. I call them paper champions because on paper, our offense looks great in paper, on paper. But right now, I don't know if it's Haley. Um, I don't know if it's Tomlin. You know, I've been hearing rumblings about, you know, Haley, as great of an offensive coordinator as some would say he is, when you brought up his name, talking about he was on a short list uh, as far as head coaching job, he didn't, he didn't even get invited to an interview. That should tell you something. I've also heard stories about Haley being being real tight with the Rooneys and this because Haley was a Rooney hire. Don't get it twisted. Mike Tomlin didn't hire him. He was a Rooney hire. But um, I'm, you know, I, I sat at the end of the bar, smoked me a cigar, had me a drink, and I said, you know what, um, two things going to happen uh, today that happened today. Either this was the end of something great or it's going, to beginning, it's going to be the beginning of something great. It's not going to be the same. It's either going to continue to go downhill or we're going to have to, you know, we're going to end up battling back and getting better. But I do think that our defense has played well enough to win games. I don't think what we've only – the most points we've scored was against Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland and Baltimore was 26 points. 26 points. Yeah, Minnesota. 26 oh, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah, Minnesota. Baltimore, I believe. Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Um, and there again, another offense that <laughs> – that we didn't face without Sam Bradford in there. Um, I mean, I, I don't have the raw, raw, shish, boom, bah tonight. I'm kind of mellow tonight. I'm just like, I just don't, I really don't get it. it. It really does bother me. And once again, as much as people hate to say it, I look at Tom Brady, who's five years older, who plays behind a worse defensive line, who, I mean, a worse offensive line, who plays behind plays with a worse defense, and yet he still finds a way to put up 30, 30 points with exception against Tampa Bay. And you're still throwing 300 yards. And a guy sitting next to me at the bar made a very good point. What happened to the little short slants? Let's hit, let's hit a quick slant and put all these yeah. bubble screens, uh, as uh, uh, Bryce said. Put all these bubble screens. You know, let's let's run the football. Let's run the ball on first down. How about run the ball on first down, second and eight, second and seven? Okay, throw a, throw a quick out, throw a quick slant. If you watch the game today between the Cowboys and the Packers, the Packers were running the ball so well that when their play action went, they were killing them with play action. I think, as you said before, it does have to go through bail. We need to hey, if 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 we run the ball three times and Le'Veon gets three yards each time, and we, we get fourth and one because every, you know, we we just got to do a, a lot better uh, on offense. I, I really do. And I don't know what the problem is. I really don't. Like I said, I wish if you guys have any kind of insight on what's actually uh, going on in the locker room, because uh, as a leader of the team, uh, as I stated last week, A.B. had every right to go off. He had every right to go off because he knows how much better this team can be on offense. Those throws, like you said, those throws, um, uh, A.B. was bailing Ben out. 
And I think after about that third pick, I don't know if Ben's head was gone or or what, but you know, I, we, we got to see what's going on, guys. What what you guys think, man? Well, you know what? I you hit it right on the head. I don't know what's going on. Tony doesn't know what's going on inside the locker room either. Um, one thing I know uh, you touched on, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think it's Mike Tomlin. The only criticize, criticism that I have of Mike Tomlin today was the challenges were bad. I, I thought the challenges were – they're seeing a lot of the same stuff we're seeing at home on the screen, and he was just throwing them right away without, um, without enough time to – to say that they were bad challenges, and I really thought both of them were wastes of a uh, waste of a timeout um, because there was well, no way those were getting up overturned. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against Tomlin. Uh, I, I'm I not either. I, I know you're not. I I know you're not. Um, so, yeah, and and I know that, and I'm not either. I'm in fact, I'm a champion of the guy too. That's what my only criticism of him today was that. Now on the Todd Haley side. Yeah, you know, he, he is a Rooney guy. I mean, he grew up in that organization because his dad was a director of player personnel for all those great years. Um, so they did bring him back home, actually. Um, but you know what? He has shown um, the last couple of years some signs of brilliance with this team, too. This year seems to be a, a whole lot more of a departure where I'm just not sure. I, I think it's uh, going back to the early part of last year where, where they were – I said this earlier, where they're trying to full teams and uh, just almost, I don't want to say insubordination, but just defiance and just saying, you know, like, okay, you think you're that good? We're going to show you how good we are and just match up with them and not match up the way they're supposed to. And it's just not happening. I mean, you're right. You get to fourth and one with Le'Veon Bell, three yards of carry, three yards of carry, three yards of carry, but he's averaging close to four. So that even shouldn't be a problem. I think they're just—they're trying to pull too many bunnies out of the hat. I think Melvin that they are trying to fool teams and um, try to outthink them, and they're not outthinking them whatsoever. Tony, what do you think? Well, well yeah, I mean, you, you don't. It comes to the point you don't have to outthink the other team. You just have to execute. And they had uh, at one point in the first half, they had 22 passes to 11. Rushes. I mean, that doesn't. That just. That just goes against common sense. And 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 you deserve to be criticized if you're the offensive coordinator when when you call that kind of a first half against a, a defense like that, where you know where the strength is and you know where the weakness is. You know. So and you know where your you know how good your running back is and the kind of weak that he had uh, against the Ravens. So and and the thing that's puzzling to me is is a lot of this, the same personnel was was. On, on the team in 2014 and 2015, I mean, Bryant and Brown, they've worked together before with, with Roethlisberger, and obviously Bell is Bell, and, and the line is the line. So I, I just don't understand why they're not able to find a solution this deep into the season. And like I said two weeks ago, this goes back to the, to, to the, first, to the Kansas City playoff game. This is seven straight games now where this offense has looked anything but high-powered. So – I, like we, we've been throwing all kinds of things around tonight, and nobody really has an answer because because they don't have an answer. So it's just it's just it's just so frustrating. Hey, sports fans! Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. 
MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. I just Melvin, got my only answer to you is you have the best running back in the game. And like we were just talking about with Ken before, you have this kind of player that you can just go ahead and bully other teams with and then open up things for, for other players. And I think you've got to use them. You've agreed that we've got to use them. I believe that they're going to they're gonna go to that, but – it can't be too late. But here's my thing for you. Next week, the Kansas City game, Just uh, I'm going to keep an open mind and say that they are going to come out and we're going to see the real fight. We're going to see the real team. Um, if they're bad, we're going to know what kind of season it is. I think next week is a defining game for this team, Melvin. I, I agree, and, and y'all, you guys hit on it too. Uh, this this team has to define itself, uh, especially offensively. There used to be a time when we would run to set up the pass, then we would pass to set up the run, and right now we're caught in between, and uh, I think we need to do better. And I think probably the worst call of the day for me was trying to hit A.B. on an out and up from about uh, the four. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was the worst call of the day. But I'm gonna call you guys next week with uh, with a happy smile on my face. I'll guarantee it. I know. Now you have a you get a big old cigar. Have a have a good time next week. I'll be thinking about you, and I'll be looking forward to your call because I think we're gonna celebrate next week, my friend. I agree. You guys take care. Take All care right, buddy, you. Melvin. Thanks again. What once again. I know, uh, Tony, you and I have talked. Really look forward to talking to that guy. I mean, all of our callers tonight, I want to thank everybody that called in. Um, of course, we heard from Vito at the beginning. We've heard from Bryce from Brooklyn. Um, Steve was a new caller from the Pittsburgh area. That uh, First time we talked to Steve. Uh, Ken from New Jersey. Of course, Melvin uh, from Dallas. It was great to talk to him tonight. Um, Tony, as always, it was great to talk to you. Your final thoughts. Well, so you touched on at the beginning of the show. Uh, there, there's reason for hope because Mike Tomlin never loses his team, and, and I have no doubt that they're going to come out next week and uh, win or lose, hopefully win. They're going to they're going to put on a performance against one of the better teams in the NFL. The question remains, you know, 
how are these two losses going to affect their uh, their playoff positioning? But I have no doubt they're the best team in the AFC North, and they're probably going to and they're probably going to win a division and make the playoffs. I just hope moving forward that these two losses aren't so damaging that it ruins, you know, a really good shot of of of, of making a Super Bowl run once January gets here. But I'm, I'm definitely uh, confident about next about next week. Yeah, you know what? I'm confident too. Uh, touching on one thing that uh, Melvin mentioned, uh, being tested. Um, got the Chiefs next week, then the Bengals, then the Lions. Those are quarterbacks that are going to throw on you. You know they're going to throw on you. You know they can throw on you. You know they're explosive. You saw what Cincinnati and A.J. Green did today. Um, you know what the Chiefs can do. Um, you know what the Lions can do. So these next three weeks, we'll find out um, for sure what kind of team we have. And it could go in one of two directions. I mean, it could go as bad as three and five at that point, at the midpoint of the season, or it could be turning into something special. And uh, I will not give up on this team, and I know you won't give up on this team. It sounds like one thing that I heard from all of our callers, I mean, yeah, there's genuine concern about this football team, but there's also trust in this team that they have the ability to get it together, and I don't think anybody has given up. None of these callers have given up. I uh, urge you, Steeler Nation, not to give up. There is, there is something about a Mike Tomlin team that when the chips get down, I think they have to get down sometimes for him, but when things are going wrong, he knows how to turn it around. And I will say that about Mike Tomlin, and I trust this team, and I trust Mike Tomlin. I trust Ben Roethlisberger. I'm worried about Ben Roethlisberger, but I trust him. So we're going to talk next week, as always, on the Steeler Final Score. And remember, the Steeler Final Score is brought to you by Frank Walker Law. And behind the steel curtain for every single one of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs, as far as commentary, as far as breaking news, if it's just fun, it's on there. Um, wittiness, it's on there. And the podcast, there's plenty of podcasts on, on the show from the Standard of the Standard on Wednesday nights, from Factor Fiction on Mondays, from this show on Sunday nights. You know we're going to be here. We are Steeler fans just like you, and we're in this together. So for Tony DeFeo, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Steeler final score wasn't a good one, but good times are coming ahead. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.